Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so last time on the podcast... April was accused of killing Matilda's cockroach because it was found floating in some red paint. But then Finn revived the cockroach and it was okay. But then Pumpkin ate the same cockroach and then it was not okay. It was definitely dead. So we'll pick up the story there. And today we're going to be reading Chapter 18, Confrontation with a Beauty. Here we go. Joe had never been so scared in his life. Daisy had cornered him in the boys' bathroom. He had thought he was safe there. The smell alone should have been enough to put off any normal girl. But Daisy was clearly not normal. She stationed two friends on the door to keep watch and went in after him. "'Are you trying to avoid me?' she asked. Joe's back was pressed to the wall. Daisy had her hands up either side of his shoulders and was leaning in, so her face was uncomfortably close to his chest. She would have preferred for her face to be uncomfortably close to his face to encourage impromptu kissing, but she wasn't tall enough. Joe had sprinted to the boys' toilets as soon as the bell rang for recess. He'd been in there for the full 20 minutes, so clearly he was either avoiding her or he had a terrible bowel problem. Apparently, Daisy was not to be deterred by either alternative. Ah, said Joe, struggling to know what to say. It would have been rude to yell, Go away! And he didn't want to hurt Daisy's feelings. He briefly considered yelling, Help! I'm being attacked! But he suspected it would be something he could never live down. So you're going to ask me to the ball? asked Daisy. The cockroach races ball is a seriously big deal. It's the third most important event in the Currawong social calendar. I need to know what colour corsage you'll be buying me so I can match it with my dress. Um, said Joe. His brain was screaming, I don't want to take you. I don't want to take you. And his mouth was opening and closing, but he couldn't get his vocal cords to make sound. If only Daisy had been able to lip read. Obviously, the decision is yours, she said, but pink really suits me. If you tell Maria in the florist it's me you're buying for, she knows the shade of rose I like. said Joe. What was that? asked Daisy, showing the first sign of interest in what Joe might have to say. No, said Joe. No what? asked Daisy. No, you don't like pink? I suppose white would do if you have strong feelings about it. No, I can't take you, said Joe. Getting out the words was a great strain, but now that he'd finally said them, an enormous sense of relief washed over him. What? said Daisy. Apparently, just as Joe's vocal cords had started working, Daisy's brain had stopped. I can't take you to the ball, said Joe, with growing confidence. Why not? asked Daisy. Joe stared at her. What reason could he give? He couldn't say, because you terrify me, or because all girls terrify me. It would be the truth, but it wouldn't be good for his image. 
And he couldn't say, because I can barely speak to girls, let alone dance with them, because she would probably find that endearing and just use the fact to bully him more. He needed a really good, solid excuse that would make this beautiful girl leave him alone and stop scaring him. Because, began Joe, making the mistake of starting to talk before he knew what he was going to say. Because what? asked Daisy. She was starting to get testy now, and Joe knew that girls like Daisy went from flirty to nasty in a microsecond. Because, uh, said Joe, his brain flailing for inspiration. I'm taking someone else. He didn't know where the words came from, let alone why he said them out loud. He was horrified with himself. Someone else? asked Daisy, her face screwing up unattractively, as though this was a deeply distasteful thought. Who? Joe's brain blanked. He'd only been living in Currawong for three days. He hadn't learned any of the girls' names at school yet. They were all the same to him, giggly and terrifying. He couldn't tell you what any of them looked like because he tried not to look girls directly in the face. It was like looking directly at the sun, so dazzling you could do yourself damage. So Joe blurted out the only name of the only girl in Currawong he knew. Loretta Viswanathan! Daisy recoiled as if she'd been slapped. You're taking her? Daisy clearly knew who Loretta was. She was reacting with a body language as someone who had just found out that Joe had smallpox. She shrank back from him as if he were diseased. Yes, said Joe, relieved that Daisy had taken a step back. You're taking Loretta Viswanathan to the cockroach race's ball? asked Daisy, her nose wrinkling as though this thought was more disgusting to her than the actual smell of the boys' bathroom. Yes, said Joe. Why? asked Daisy. This seemed an odd question. While Daisy was the most beautiful girl at Currawong High, Loretta was in another league of beauty. She was as beautiful as a model, and not the type you see in Kmart catalogues. Loretta resembled the type of model you see on a Milan catwalk, looking incredibly bored to be wearing the latest impossibly overpriced designer outfit. Um, said Joe. Lying was one thing, but fabricating a whole backstory was more than his imagination could handle. He decided to go with the truth. Because she's my next-door neighbour. So she got to you first, said Daisy. Typical. Well, don't come crying to me when she rips out your heart and minces it in a meat grinder. Okay, said Joe. Daisy was frightening him more, not less now. He was glad he had decided to lie. It seemed like a good decision. You know she cheats, flung out Daisy. On boys, asked Joe, confused by this turn in the conversation. No, in the cockroach races, said Daisy. I don't really care, Joe replied honestly. Daisy gasped, which was a mistake. You should never inhale sharply in such a smelly room. Then you two deserve each other. With that, she turned on her heel and stormed out. Joe slumped back against the wall. He'd finally got rid of Daisy. It was as if a weight had been lifted off him. Suddenly, Daisy burst back into the bathroom. Joe hastily stood up straight. Scott Benito just asked me out to the cockroach races ball and I said yes. He asked you in the five seconds you were gone? asked Joe incredulously. Yes, that's how popular I am, said Daisy. So we'll see you and Loretta at the ball. I look forward to watching how miserable she makes you. Daisy stalked off again. Then Joe had a horrible, dawning realisation. He wasn't off the hook at all. Now he had to do something much, much worse. Now he had to ask Loretta Viswanathan to be his date. He considered fainting, but he couldn't even do that. The boy's bathroom is no place to collapse. 
And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.